Welcome to A Culture of the Supernatural. Hi, this is Apostle Jonathan Bird. Using my experience as a springboard, I want to share with you steps that you can take to begin the process of walking in the supernatural. Amazing progress can be made by both men and women who are willing to be disciples. True freedom is a result of understanding and receiving the truth about yourself and your creator. Come and join with me in today's message. In the book of uh, Philippians 2.5 in the Passion Translation, these words. And consider the example that Jesus, an anointed one, had set for us and let this mindset become your motivation. In other words, he said the supernatural should motivate you. It should cause you to action. I said the supernatural should motivate you, and he said this should be your mindset. It's like setting a pole in the concrete. It should be your mindset. You should be set in the miraculous. You should be set in the supernatural. You should be set in the impossible. You should be set in that. And then the impossible become possible to you and it becomes your daily living every single day. That's what it becomes. In the book of Hebrews 1.14, this is what it says. And this is why you know it's going to happen. Because it says, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation. Now listen to what he says. He says, every single day you cannot fail because I have dispatched angels. Every day. And one scripture said they were a flame of fire. He says, I dispatch angels to you every day. I bet your angels are bored as heck. You need to, you need to place them on assignment every single day. He says, are they not ministering spirits sent to minister to you? And then God says in Isaiah 45, 11, then he says, command the works of my hands. Angels were made by God's hands. Everything on this planet was made by God's hands. Man was made by God's hand. So God says, if you don't like something, command the works of my hand. You don't like it? He says, command it to change. Why? Because brokenness is not my character. Lack is not God's character. Those things are not in God. And I can tell you, God says, if you never command or reorder or command your day, he says, you will not have it. And he says, when you pray, say it. He says, when you pray, say, thy kingdom come. What am I doing? I'm commanding the works of his hands. That's what I'm doing. You ought to try it. Now, I don't know. This dear sister over here, she may pray. Jesus says, ask me what you need for the day. Well, bread is a provision. It's, it's a portion of a provision. So she may say, I just need five loaves of bread today, Lord. Well, then he ain't got a problem with that. He'll supply that. But Apostle So may say, I need $25,000 a day, Lord. I got a big bill. Well, then you know what the Lord said, do? He says, ask me for that portion. In fact, the Lord says, I'll give you a double portion. And you've got to believe that because it is true. And first of all, you've got to see it. You say, well, where is my double point? Look up there and see. I, I need to have eyes so that I can see into the invisible realm. 
Why? Because he's exposed me. That's the place that I sit. So it's not above me, it's beneath me. Why? Because I've been sitting in heavenly places. Do you understand that? The devil and works of wickedness is always under your feet, never over your head. And I, I hear people all the time trying to pull down things that had no business over their head. I'm like, you know what? We just need to put our foot on your neck because you ain't got it yet. That's what Joshua said about those kings. We just going to put our foot on their neck. Bring them out of here so we can put our foot on their neck. In other words, I'm going to put my foot and put your kingdom under my feet. Do you understand? See, I, I'm going to say these things to you over and over because I want them to shift in your thinking. You see, because the apostle wants to raise up an army here. He don't want to raise up sheep. He want to raise up an army. Do you understand that? We don't want to do sheep. You can be sheep to the music start. Do you understand that? <laughs> but we want to raise up an army because there's work to be done. And as long as you continue to think like a sheep, you will act like one. Now, you say, well, Pastor, that just sounds kind of hard. Well, do you think God watching his son die? You think that was easy? So then what is the purpose for being here if it's not to bring the kingdom of God to earth? What is the purpose of the natural if it's not for the supernatural to do supernatural things? We have to ask ourselves, what is the purpose of it then? What is the purpose of having authority and power if the devil pays no attention to you? Trusting God for the supernatural is a privilege. It's an honor and a privilege. Angels are fascinated when we trust the Lord for the impossible. They are compelled or obligated to bring about something by the use of force or pressure. They are obligated to bring it. They're obligated to bring it. To fill the atmosphere with a divine glory or divine deposit of God. Because whenever angels are in your midst, they bring a divine deposit of an atmosphere of the glory of God. Go to the book of Daniel. One of my favorite passages of scripture. The book of Daniel. Go to chapter 10, please. I'm going to jump around a little bit. Verse 10 of chapter 10, the book of Daniel. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking these words to me, I stood trembling. What happened? What just took place? Another atmosphere had entered into the atmosphere of which Daniel lived, a natural atmosphere. And there was a supernatural atmosphere in the presence of this angel 
that overcame the natural place where danger was. It overcame him and he could not stand. He could not stand. Let me go on. And then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before the Lord God, he says, your words were heard and I have come because of your words. So what did Daniel's words do? What did his posture and what his shifting in a paradigm shift in his mind, what did it do? It opened up the porthole of heaven and it dispatched ministering angels to come to him. Are you listening to that? Look what he says. Let's go back to verse 12. Verse 12 says these words. And then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard and I came because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I want you to hear these words. So he said there's a prince and this prince is, is a principality over a kingdom, over the land of Persia. Do you understand that? So he says this principality over the land, of, over the country or the land of Persia withstood me for 21 days. Now people would make you think, you, people would make you think something different to this, but if you have to read it so that you understand. But he says the prince of Persia withstood me 21 days. But he says, Daniel, I heard you, God heard you the first day that you did three things. Let's go back to that verse in 12. The first day that you set your heart to discern the supernatural. The first day that you set your heart to discern, understand the supernatural. The first day that you set your heart to realize that you were created in the DNA and in the very image of a supernatural God. So the first day, now get this, he didn't say day one. They just told him that he had been withstood 21 days. He said in the realm of the spirit, the battle had been going on for 21 days, and Daniel, you're the only person that could have opened up the porthole. You needed to unloose, you need to open up the porthole so that we could bring this word to you. You see, it wasn't because they was up there and couldn't get through. Daniel had to open it up so they could get through. And Jesus said it this way in the New Testament. Behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. So it's not because God ain't, ain't, ain't de, is not delivering it to you. It's because you won't open it up so it can come to you. Did you understand that? You say, well, how is that true? Well, how about maybe we need to check up on where your heart is, your discernment. Maybe we need to check out how proud you're standing. Maybe you need to prostate yourself before the Lord. So that your words might be heard. So look what he tells Daniel. But he says the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief prince, came to help me. Now listen to that. He said he came to help me. In other words, I didn't pass the message on. 
I was designated to come to you. I want you to hear that because we're so quick to pass things on to other people. But we were one, but we were the one who was designated to open up the porthole over this person's life. So listen to what he says. Michael, one of the chief priests, came to me, princes came to me, for I have been left alone there with the prince of Persia. And now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days to come. And when he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and I became speechless. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the Son of Man touched my lips. And I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him, who stood before me, my Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows has overwhelmed me and I retain no strength in me. Why? Because let me tell you what happened. At this juncture now, guess what happened? There was a juncture and what took place at this juncture when he cast his mantle, Elijah cast it on Elisha. What happened? It was at the time when power met potential. And that's when every last one of us will have to decide whether we're going to rise to that new level or stay where we are. Are you listening to me? So what do we have to do? The hardest part of having a, a renewed mind is first learning to unlearn all the wrong things so that you can learn the right things. Why? Because every last person in this building has someplace been indoctrinated by something. School teacher did it, grandma did it, mama did it, daddy did it, somebody did it. Do you understand that? So now what you have to do is get your mind renewed with the word of God. You have to think like God thinks. You have to think like God thinks. And you'll never, when you start thinking like God thinks, you'll never go to another conference that said, I'm going to teach you how to hear from God. That is the dumbest thing to me in the world. And, and I, so if you went, don't feel bad. <laughs> 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 it's over now. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine people going someplace to find out if they can hear from God? I ain't understood that one yet. You pay airfare, hotel fare, you, you go to restaurants, you do all that to go to a conference for people to tell you how to hear from God. Wait, Jesus told you how you're going to do it. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the Holy Ghost. Yeah, could you imagine Jesus going into the temple to a conference, try to hear from God, his father? Now, we laugh at that, but that's how silly we've become. We go everywhere, and, and we, you know, we just need to slow down and read this Bible. God is a God of patterns and systems. God is a God of pattern and system. God does nothing randomly. Faith always activates him, and faith always motivates him all the time. So, we're going to have a couple more thoughts here, and then we're going to quit for tonight. Contrary to some people's opinion, God does nothing randomly. I can't say that to you enough. 
He does nothing randomly. When the Bible says then God suddenly done something, it was already there. All it took was somebody to have faith to pull it down. It was already there. So contrary to some people's opinion, God does nothing randomly. Now, when Pastor Phoenix comes, he's going to impart to you. But see, Apostle, and I, and I, and I love him because, because, because you can never receive anything that your heart can't believe. And as a man or a woman thinketh, in their heart, so are they. If you never think you can be supernatural and you, and you say, well, this kind of far-fetched, I can never be that person, then you never will. You'll go to grave, you'll go to the grave with all of those impossibilities. You'll take them to the grave with you. And no one on this earth, can you imagine going to heaven and have nothing to give God? Wow. Can you imagine giving to heaven and he says to you, well, what did you do? Um, well, I prophesied in your name a couple of times. I cast out about a dozen devils in my lifetime. You know, I prayed for my wife and mother. <laughs> he said, you depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. Why? Because you were natural. And when we, when we walk before the Lord, we walk before an audience of one. It's the truth. So God wants you to be supernatural. So everything he does is intentional. Everything that God does is intentional. Miracles are conditional. Jesus said these signs will follow them that believe. That's a condition. Mark 16, 17. Signs and wonders were ordained. Did you hear that? They were ordained to follow believers. It's a mandate. They were ordained to accompany me. Signs and wonders were ordained by God to accompany you. And so was ministering spirits. Now, when was the last time you placed a demand upon your miracles? When was the last time you did that? He said, signs and wonders will accompany them that believe. So wherever you go, signs and wonders are going. Wherever you go. And he has angels encamped all around about him. I mean, it was just so messed up. And, and, and Satan says, well, God, I can't touch Job. I, I can't touch him because you have a hand around him. Now, I want you to think about that. And how much more better covenant do you have in the new covenant? How much better of a covenant that you have? So, these are going to be exciting. I'm so glad to be here. So believers were not anointed to follow signs and wonders. Signs and wonders were ordained to follow believers. You really get that in your heart and believe that. You say, well, what about, oh, what about all this other stuff? Well, what about it? You respect disease. You don't give in to it. Do, do you understand that? And it's the truth. And I think if we really had the church body believe 
actual what we're talking about tonight, but God is raising them up in a powerful way. If we actually have it, then people, oh, let me tell you one thing for sure. All people have to do is see one tangible miracle in this church. An apostle will have to have service four or five times in one day. Just one. Just one. That's all it takes. Because people are fascinated by the supernatural, whether it's darkness or light. People are fascinated by it. That's why they go to witches and warlocks and psychics and all these other places because they're fascinated by the supernatural. And you don't even know you are in high demand. You ought to go to the marketplace tomorrow and say, ain't you fascinated by me being here? <laughs> well, why, why should I be? Well, why shouldn't you be? I'm supernatural. See, the Bible says that men love darkness more than the light because their deeds were evil. They're fascinated. They're in love with witchcraft. They're in love with the superstition. So why can't they be in love with you? Lift your hands towards heaven. Father, in the name that's above every name, there's an anointing that's beginning to swell in this house. Let some go home tonight and dream. Let them dream about the unseen realms. When they ask you, Lord, show me this panoramic. Show me the complete full view of the things that are around me in the realm of the spirit. Show me the miracles that I need to anticipate. Speak to my heart what I need to pull down, what's tangible before me. Lord, I call for the breakthrough of heaven to invade the earth. Come and invade the space and the environment that I'm in. Holy Spirit, I invite you to bring heaven into my home, into my heart, into the situations of my life. I believe you for it, Lord, in Jesus' wonderful name. And I lift my hands and I declare that the fire of God is starting to burn in my fingertips. The fire of God is starting to burn in my arms. I declare that the anointing of your spirit is in my words and the power of death and life are in my words. I stand on the platform in heaven. I decree, I declare, and I release the powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I pray no more sickness in homes. No more. May they pour down the wealth of God into their hearts and into their homes. I feel it swelling in this house even now. Faith has activated and released the heavens to open. Under the canopy of witchcraft has been, mm. been breeded into this city. God, the supernatural light of God is starting to rise. Let revival and an awakening shake this house. Let it shake the foundations of this house. For such a time as this, we bind and rebuke the Hamans. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We declare you will hang on your own gallows. 
We say be loosed over Freeport. We call it to be loosed yes. from the darkness that gripped it. Yes. And Lord, you said you would cause the light to shine. So we rise and we shine tonight. We rise and shine because the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. This is Apostle Bird. So glad that you tuned into the podcast. I'm looking forward to you enjoying it again. Come with us soon and meet us with our next Supernatural Podcast. God bless you.